0: Thanks for checking out the latest episode of the Spencer on Sports podcast. Heard weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on 1600 ESPN. This is Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN.
1: Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you're doing well. February 26th, of 2024, edition of Spencer on Sports, coming to you live and local from the Eakin Nutrition Studios on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. Right here at Eastern Iowa's home for sports, 1600 ESPN. Find us on the FM dial if you're in Cedar Rapids. It's at 102.3 FM, 106.3 in Iowa City, Coralville, and surrounding areas. Of course, streaming worldwide, kgymradio.com on our free app. Grab it in your app store today and on your smart speaker. Details on how to set that up available on the website as well. Spencer Wagen and producer Isaac with you till 6. Got the Cyclones Coaches Corner Show after 6.30 tonight, so we'll take you... Right to the threshold of that, ESPN Radio will carry you across the doorstep uh, for the Cyclones show at 6.30 tonight. Setting up a busy week in the sports world That's what we're going to do here on the program. Of course, look back on what happened over the weekend. Uh, start with some bigger picture topics for uh, Iowa and Iowa State here to begin and then dive into more of the specifics uh, coming up here in just a bit. It's a Monday. It means John Walther's voice of the Cyclones joins me coming up here in about 25 minutes or so. John joins me every Monday or Monday. Around 430, 435-ish to recap most recent action for Iowa State on the basketball court and the football f- uh, football field, of course, in season. Look back on uh, a, a grinded-out victory for Iowa State. Had to mount a comeback about midway through the second half, but we're able to close out West Virginia uh, inside Hilton Coliseum uh, on Saturday. Talk to John about that. Look ahead to games against Oklahoma and UCF this week. Only four games left for Iowa State. Two at home, two on the road We'll talk more about that with John coming up after 4.30. It's a big Monday, B1G Monday. Talk some Big Ten hoops with our friend JR from the Big Ten huddle. Had a chance to catch up with him earlier today. We'll play back our conversation after 5 o'clock. Talk about uh, Iowa, of course. Iowa losing to Illinois over the weekend, beating Michigan State last week. Uh, A mixed week for Iowa, but uh, still trending in the right direction dare i say we'll talk about that here in just a bit but also cover that with jr uh he's a he's a big ohio state fan jr is and so he was rather ecstatic and eager to talk about the buzzer beater yesterday for the buckeyes over uh over the spartans we'll get to that and look at uh, how things are playing out here down the stretch in the big 10 with him uh talk of course missouri valley i uh, had drake I, basketball this weekend too uh, and get to anything we might have might have missed possibly from the college basketball world after 5 tonight our daily uh, dose of some baseball talk coming up after 5:30 we'll cover college and pro baseball uh, some of the key headlines from the weekend rough weekend for coach Rick Heller's bunch down in Jacksonville all for 3 uh, against some top level competition uh, maybe not top top tier competition but teams that you had had a pretty good chance to go in and uh, back up the, the preseason hype against. And not, not a great showing, especially for the bullpen. We'll get to that after 5.30. Uh, and, of course, the sports menu wraps up the show at about 5.50 tonight as we start a brand-new week. So lots to talk about, lots to get to. You're always welcome to chime in. 319-366-1600 is the talk and text line uh, here. And uh, your input is always valued and welcomed here on the program here on 1600 ESPN. Isaac's here. What's new? How are you doing?
2: Not much. Um... Yeah, I had a pretty good weekend. How uh, was the
1: birthday. Any shenanigans going no, on? Or? didn't okay. really.
2: Again, not really my sort of thing to celebrate. N- neither on, was mine. So. Yeah, I yeah. just sort of. I just kind of went to the Iowa women's basketball game like I normally would have, and I went to uh, you know had dinner and then just had a nice relaxing day, which is about all I really hope for for my birthday at this point. There you I, go. I just like to <clears> be alone and do what I want to do basically so i would have nothing no (laughs) like work plans nothing that i have to work on just a day of nothing and relax
1: that is that is uh as you get older that i think is the ideal birthday i mean you're still in school right but i'm older than you and right now like birthdays i think i don't want to say they mean less and less but they kind of do like they're not as exciting as they were back in when you were obviously a little kid even you know, kind of in your your tween early teen years, and now it's like, oh, hey, I turned uh, I turned thirty three today, huh? How about that? Well, if it's a Thursday, I better get back to work, you know, kind of stuff like that. That's how that's how I I am on birthdays, and then maybe you just have a nice dinner and
2: yeah, exactly.
1: You're you're you know, I I live in a different state from my family, so they call or video chat or right, whatever. Yeah. But beyond that, that's that's birthday for me. Yeah. So I kind of similar to what you
2: said. I watched wrestling. I watched soccer i watched all the sports i i enjoy so i can't complain i had a good birthday by my standards
1: there you go glad to hear it isaac's here you'll talk to him uh when you uh call in at 319-366-1600 but of course we'll have his input throughout the program today i should remind you before we dive in uh you have two more chances two more days uh today and then tomorrow to enter in our uh five thousand dollar man cave giveaway i've got uh, your second to last word uh, of the contest coming up at 5:30, I'll tell you what that what that is one more time. Give you an opportunity to go to our website and enter it for your shot, and not only the $500 local prize, but the $5,000 national prize to set up your ideal sports viewing experience. So listen for that today coming up on the program. All right, 4:10 coming up on 4:11. Let's dive right in today.
3: Big news, this just in. So this is a really big deal, people. This
4: is our lead story.
1: As I said, we'll talk about some big picture college hoops topics to begin and then dive a little bit more into the specifics for both the Big Ten and the Big 12 over the course of the program here today. But uh, looking back on uh, the weekend, some interesting things happening in college sports uh, overall, but focusing on the local side of things. Iowa men... You knew it was going to be a tough game, and I, I, felt, I felt the same thing about the Illinois game for the men that I did for the Iowa game with the women uh, last week, Thursday. Really tough spot to be in if you're Iowa. Uh, we talked about it going into last Thursday for the women's team. You, you knew they'd have a shot, obviously. I mean, they're the number four team in the country at the time and still ranked in the top ten uh, as of today, despite that loss last week. But going into the house of a team that just lost uh, in embarrassing fashion for the women, it was Indiana, uh, who got blown out by 20 by Illinois. For the men, it was an Illinois team that had a double-digit lead late in that game to Penn State, gave up uh, the the three free throws, followed the three-point shooter at the very end of the game, and ended up losing by one point to Penn State, a game yeah, it's very tough to win in the Big Ten, but a game you probably needed to win, you, uh, you should have won, uh, you know, you were favored to win. I thought it was kind of a similar scenario, and I said on Friday's show I was going to be in the game. Uh, you knew they would because they played – they played well over these last few weeks, uh, even going back to the 20-point the comeback against Minnesota on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, you saw them uh, in that stretch uh, take that loss to Maryland, which it didn't necessarily play well in that game, but they had a lead, just couldn't close it out. They found ways to win against Wisconsin and Michigan State. The Spartans game, of course, on the road last week. And it was kind of the same old story for this Iowa team. It had a lead in the second half, a seven-point lead with 12.15 left. You're tied with just under six minutes to play, and then something tips you tip, tips your opponent into you know the right side of the column. And for Illinois, they went on an 11-2 run to take control of the game, uh, ended up out scoring Iowa 20 to 10 over the final five 53 of the contest to pull out a 10-point victory. Uh, I, I think you're still I want to say you're not, you're not happy with loss, right? If you're if you're Iowa. Uh, You had that one, it would have been another quad one victory, really would have bolstered your NCAA tournament profile. You're not done yet, but it's another case of, boy, you wish you could have that one back because you had, uh, you didn't have it in the bag, but you had the opportunity to go out and win that game and you just couldn't pull through in the end, but I, I this team is going to play, I, for sure, a postseason berth. It's. I still think it's going to be an nit team when all is said and done. Uh, I, I don't follow nit bracketology all that much, but if it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world to have a season where you're kind of, you know, you're, you're working in a bunch of new players, you're building it, you're building up their skills and talents on the court, and. You're playing better down the stretch, but one or two games tip outside your favor that give you, uh, you know, keep you from making the NCAA tournament. And I think that's perfectly okay. Some fans might not think it's perfectly okay, but in the end, there's still three games left. I, there's an outside chance, uh, you know, if they can win all three of these games, maybe win a game or two in the big, in the big 10 tournament, uh, that they, that they get into the NCAA tournament. You probably need to win the whole thing, obviously to solidify yourself as, as as a team in in the big dance that feel the 68, but it's a loss. It stings. It's, it's not the result you wanted, obviously considering how you had, you know, every opportunity to go out and take that game and win that game. But you didn't go in there and, and get blown out. You Illinois, you know, it was it was the typical kind of loss that we've seen from this Iowa team this year, and I, I don't know. Does that sound like malaise? Does that sound sound like you know kind of indifference in my voice? Because I feel like there are things you could take away that you like, but in the end, you didn't win, and that's I think the overarching kind of thing that people are going to focus on, as opposed to, hey, Josh Dix had a really good game. Ben Cricky wasn't great, but 15 points had a solid. You know, second half, Peyton Sanford, you'd like to see a little bit more from him. Uh, Owen Freeman, maybe a little bit more. But again, in the end, it's the loss that's going to be the the thing that, you know, you see on the record as opposed to, well, you, play, you, you went into a situation where you could have, you know, let Illinois get red hot and run you out of the gym, but you didn't do that, right?
2: Yeah, I, I think the reason it's going to stick with the loss is just because people – had really started to buy in to the team yeah I think there was a lot I think you saw a lot more fan interest in the men's team because they're like oh man maybe there's a chance here and there still is um, but that win really would have gone a, a long way in boosting your chances for um, you know NCAA tournament appearance but I th- again I, I think that game would have been easy to go in and Illinois just dominates it because they would have been frustrated um, so a always, crowd there, yeah there's yeah. always a, a kind of a worry when you have a pretty emotional and like high win like iowa did too that there's going to be a little bit of a drop off after that um with the michigan state win and uh, um so there was a it would have been an, e- an easy opportunity for the game to get pretty ugly really quickly and that didn't happen iowa went in and gave them a tough contest and uh just came up short
1: Yeah, both teams shooting real well in that game especially in the first half Illinois shooting what 62 percent from the floor in the first half uh, Iowa shooting 48 percent in the first half even in the second half they're shooting 50 percent from the floor which is pretty darn good uh, Oh, I, f- I flipped that my bad uh, Iowa shooting 62 percent uh, Illinois shooting 48 and 50 percent uh, respectively Iowa cooled down a little bit in the second half that really was the difference 35.3 percent uh, in that second half. So if you don't, if you're able to keep in in kind of a track beat game like that, obviously you don't want to, you don't want to be trading twos for threes, but you also need to stick with, you know, the, the opposing team when they're making shots, you need to answer on the other end. And there were too many instances in the game. I think just watching that game and going back and forth between the Iowa and Iowa state games uh, this past, uh, this past weekend on Saturday, it, there were too many instances where uh, Illinois would go down and you uh, uh, Niccolo Moretti a guy off the bench yeah you know, he had two threes uh three or four from the foul line for nine points he would go down and hit a three and then Iowa would miss an easy layup and then Illinois comes back and Coleman Hawkins who had 30 points on the afternoon uh you know dishes an assist to someone you know who has has a you know a key bucket to to put them you know maybe four points ahead as opposed to it being an even game or just a two-point lead so Again, some missed opportunities there, um, but in 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 the grand scheme of things, the the opportunity is still there. And what I thought was interesting uh, going into uh, today's action, and now we don't get a full update from Joe Lenardi uh, here until tomorrow. But Iowa actually moved up. Uh, the the bubble the, the bubble was not kind this weekend to a lot of teams, but they're not in the conversation they're not in the tournament by any means but they're actually on the radar when it comes to it Lenardi does of course first four out next four out they're the last team on the next four out so despite losing at Illinois I don't necessarily think they were punished too much uh, in the end for that by at least the folks that follow bracketology closely what does it mean? Well, it means they're on the radar. It means that you've got three games left here in the regular season that I, I think they're all must-win, uh, especially the Penn State game here uh, on Tuesday night, tomorrow night, uh, eight o'clock in Carver. You got to get you got to get that one back because you had a lead in that one out in State College, you weren't able to pull out the win. Uh, if if you want any shot of even being a team in Dayton, even being one of the first four games you have to win the games that are in front of you, especially the ones that you're, that you're projected to win. And if you can win at Northwestern, easier said than done. I think you're, you know, still building that kind of layer of, of your resume. If you could find a way to beat Illinois at home, uh, I think, boy, I'm not sure if you're in, but you're in better position than you were starting the week. Right.
2: Yeah. If you pair that with, I mean, I don't know how many games they would have to win in the, big 10 tournament because I don't think when just winning out gets you in I think you'd have to win two games maybe in the big 10 tournament depending on the matchups and stuff like that Um but certainly if you you win out then you're putting yourself in the position to be right in the <clears throat> conversation for mm-hmm. one of the last couple teams in there
1: 319-366-1600 I, people must be mad today because 2757 you're pushing moral victories those don't count I understand they don't count I understand moral victories don't count. You have to win the games in front of you, and the loss to Illinois is going to outweigh everything. But, but, but you were in the game. You had a chance to pull it out. You didn't. The same problems kept keep popping up uh, with with the team, and you'd like to get those figured out. But, you know, if if it's the if it's the NIT, then so be it. Right, uh, nineteen hundred. You don't make the big dance. It's a lost season. That's what you play for. The NIT is for losers. Okay, yeah, if if that's how you feel, if you feel the NIT is for losers, if you feel it's the NCAA or bust, I, I get it. You want to be one of those teams that has a shot at a championship, but for this team, for the team that has had growing pains all season, has had inconsistency all season, you want an opportunity. And you've given yourself an opportunity because you look at the schedule and you look at how they were playing. They were alternating wins and losses. They... Blue a lead at Indiana, blue a lead at Penn State, blue a lead to Maryland. They could have gone out and lost to Wisconsin by twenty, but they won the game. No one expected them, myself included, to go into East Lansing and win that game. But they ended up leading for a good chunk of that game and and won in in East Lansing. They've given themselves an opportunity to play a postseason ball. And if you don't think the NIT is is worth anything, you know it's not worth it as a fan. Then that, that that's fine. I get it. The NCAA tournament is the ultimate goal, but you're going to earn a postseason berth, and with a team that I think it's just like a bowl game, right? You have a six and six year, you get to play, you know, you get extra practices, you get another game opportunity. I know bowl games have largely, except for the playoff and the and the New Year's six, they've largely diminished in diminished in value because of opting out and and the portal and such, but you're giving yourself an opportunity to better your record a down the stretch here, but B, especially in the next year. And I don't think that can be, that can be undersold with guys like Owen Freeman and Brock Harding and Josh Dix and Laji Gembele and, and all the guys in this team that we've seen flashes from that maybe, haven't quite put it all together yet you can tell they're improving you can tell they're they're playing their hardest but it's not adding up on the court and if you get more opportunity to to practice then I, I I think I think that's a good thing maybe it's not am I wrong
2: no I think it's a good thing but I totally understand where the frustration comes from where um uh... You want to be in the tournament. Like, I, I totally get why some fans yeah, are no, kind I, of like, that's everything when it I'm comes to I'm not diminishing basketball. that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get where that person's coming from, um, especially with Iowa, who's been pretty consistently in the tournament. Um, you know, the performances with... Actually, in the tournament aside, they at least have been a pretty uh consistent figure within the tournament or just making the tournament, so I understand the frustration. But for a team... I think most Iowa fans knew how this season was going to go and I think right now a lot of Iowa fans would take this season for right. Iowa men's basketball. I don't I don't want to mm-hmm. speak for yeah. a lot of fans, but I feel like people saw what this team was going to be. Um they people saw how this year was going to play out and I think you most fans would be pretty happy with how it has played out. Just having a chance at the tournament is um in my opinion an accomplishment based on, you know, experience and age and all that
1: stuff. Do okay, I'll just I'll pull the electorate 3193661600. And this is not just I'm not, you know, I don't we're talking Iowa basketball here, but uh for just in general, do you view an NIT berth as something that's worth it? 3193661600. NCAA tournament will always be the goal, right? You want to be in the field of 68 uh, as 5122 pointed out if if the team w- or if the field was 96 teams like some people with very non-functioning brains want to expand the NCAA tournament out to be Iowa and a bunch of these teams would be in, but that's neither here nor there. Do you view the NIT as worth it in 2024? Is it ever worth it in your opinion? I'm, I'm legitimately curious because apparently me saying opportunities for a, a, a quote unquote rebuilding team, a young team. Well, I'm sure you don't think it's a bad thing. You'd rather it just be not in the NIT. Uh, am I reading the room wrong?
2: I don't know. I think there's certainly some fans, but I do think people recognize that a team like Iowa benefits from the NIT because they are expecting a lot of their players to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like mm-hmm. a situation where it was like Kentucky or right North Carolina or Duke, one of these, one of these right. blue bloods yeah. where next year the roster is probably going to look pretty different um based on talent transfers Mm -hmm. five-star recruits things like that um Iowa benefits is Iowa basketball is best when you have experience and you have these players that have sort of experience that they've gained throughout postseason and stuff like that
1: so dumb question Spencer Spencer are stupid do we consider Iowa a blue a blue blood I don't no not we're not talking Duke Kentucky North Carolina right you know uh what what who else UCLA.
2: Yeah, I just, I don't know. Kansas. Right. Right. We're not talking about those sorts of teams. It's just going to be someone who, teams who rely on like every, you know, three years, they have a really good roster that has plenty of experience on it and maybe some young guys contributing. That's kind of what Iowa is. It's never going to be year in, year Mm. out we're contending for a national championship five, sort of thing. Five
1: lottery picks on right, the entire yeah. roster, right, yeah. I Every
2: once it. in a while, you have someone <clears throat> who gets pretty high and stuff
1: like that. 319-366-1600, 8582, making the same point. If you're a blue blood, the NIT is pointless. It's good for developmental programs, uh, 9450. Uh, I think for the current team, the NIT is a good thing. I don't like it, but experience is good for them. That's, that's my point, right? And, again, I apologize for offending people. Oh, moral victories are bad. We can't do it. We can't have moral victories, right? I understand. You want to win games. You had that game. You were up by seven with 12 minutes left. You got, you got to win it. You got to find a way to win. But this team, especially on the road, just cannot find ways to win. And I think the more opportunities you have to go through game scenarios, go through practices, so on and so forth, it can only benefit benefit them moving forward, right? 319 1600 We'll talk about the Iowa women. There's less to talk about, I think, with the Iowa women. Uh, you were there yesterday, Isaac. We'll talk about them coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. do have John Walters coming up here in just a bit, so we'll uh, move on here in a moment. But keep your texts coming, your thoughts, NIT, good or bad. We'll talk about that here uh, throughout the program on 1600 ESPN. Isaac's going to get you a local update right now. <laughs>
2: With your local sports update on 1600 ESPN, I'm Isaac Elzinga. The Iowa women's basketball team beat Illinois 101-85 yesterday inside Carver Hawkeye Arena. Caitlin Clark Clark recorded her 16th career triple-double, finishing with 24 points, 15 rebounds, and 10 assists. Hannah Stolke nearly had a double-double, adding 20 points and 9 rebounds. The Iowa men's basketball team lost to Illinois 95-85 in Champaign. Sophomore Josh Dix led Iowa in scoring with 20 points. The Hawkeyes fall to 16-12 overall and 8-9 in Big Ten play. The Iowa baseball team went 0-3 over the weekend with losses to Auburn, Virginia, and Wichita State. They will be back in action tomorrow with the team's second home game of the year against Northern Illinois. The Iowa men's wrestling team beat number 2 Oklahoma State 22-9 yesterday in Stillwater. The Hawkeyes won 7 of the 10 matches and secured bonus points at 174 pounds. The Iowa State wrestling team dominated Missouri with a 41-3 win on Sunday. The Cyclones earned 6 bonus point victories in the duel. The Iowa State women's basketball team beat BYU 74-49 on Saturday. Emily Ryan led the Cyclones in scoring with 22 points. Audie Crooks put up 18 points and broke Iowa State's freshman season scoring record. The Iowa State men's basketball team also won over the weekend, beating West Virginia 71-64. Taman Lipsy led the Cyclones in scoring with 14 and Curtis Jones added 12. Tonight on 1600 ESPN, we'll have the Cyclone Coaches Corner Show that will start at 6.30. That's your local sports update. I'm Isaac Elzinga for 1600 ESPN.
1: Thanks, Isaac. Don't forget high school sports, high school girls basketball state tournament going on now in Des Moines. A couple area teams in action tonight. Class 3A, Mount Vernon and Harlan Benton also playing Des Moines Christian tonight. Action will continue throughout the rest of the week. Also, boys sub-state finals tonight, Williamsburg and Keokuk and then Marion and Assumption in 3A. We'll continue coverage on that throughout all of our local shows and throughout the broadcast day here on 1600 ESPN. 430, we'll take a quick timeout. John Walter's voice of the Iowa State Cyclones will join me here in just a bit. We'll look back on Cyclones' win over West Virginia, look ahead to their schedule this week, and more with John here in just a moment on 1600 ESPN.
0: Eastern Iowa weather from 1600 ESPN.
1: I'm meteorologist Rebecca Copelman with your Weather First forecast. And we are going to be in record territory today as we climb into the 70s this afternoon under sunshine and windy conditions. That wind will also lead to elevated fire danger today, so make sure to avoid anything that can start sparks. As we head into tonight, it'll be calm and mild, temperatures in the mid-40s, and then tomorrow we start off by climbing into the 60s and breaking records. But a cold front will sweep through, leading to some much colder weather by tomorrow night. That's your latest. I was news now, weather first forecast.
5: Can you feel it? It's wedding band season. Hey, we are Joseph and Clayton Hoyt, and we're stoked to let you know about our 12th annual wedding band show and sale. The sale is two days only, March 2nd and 3rd, so put it on your calendar and set a reminder. It's the biggest wedding band show in the Cedar Rapids area. Newly engaged? Perfect timing. Married for a while? It's a great time to update those rings. We'll be showcasing our top designers, including Crown Ring, Carlex, and Blue Royale. Save 15% off precious metal rings, 10% off alternative rings. Enter to win a honeymoon and enter to win $500 off your purchase. You will also receive a free alternative metal sports band by Torque with your precious metal purchase. Check out our website or call us to schedule your time. We'll also have excellent financing options. Don't miss the biggest wedding band show in the Cedar Rapids area. Only at Key Hoyt Jewelers in Cedar Rapids, corner of Collins and First Ave, where Cedar Rapids gets engaged and their wedding bands. Call to set up your appointment today. Network Computer Solutions, this is Patty.
4: When you call NCS, Patty answers the phone, looks into your concern, and lets you know how soon one of their local techs will help. It's the human side of IT, and the way Network Computer Solutions has been doing business for 15 years. This high-touch approach makes an uncustomary difference for their customers. See how they can make your business run smoother at NCSEI.com. Network computer solutions. Their people are the missing piece to your IT puzzle. Two of rock's finest, Primus, Coheed and Cambria.
5: Together in one night. Saturday, July 27th, McGrath Amphitheater. Special guest, Too Many Zoos. On sale now at creventslive.com. Primus.
4: Coheed and Cambria. Live. Presented by
1: Mammoth. ESPN Bet is now live in Iowa as the official sportsbook of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Gambling problem? Call (laughs) 1-800-BETS-OFF.
6: Something amazing is happening in animation. Studios are processing data faster. That's because CDW showed them new ways to maximize their infrastructure, then built a flexible (laughs) Dell Technologies data solution. More automation led to reduced maintenance times and greater efficiency, so that creativity stays the star of the show. (laughs) Dell Technologies and CDW make amazing happen. Learn more at cdw.com slash delldatacenter
0: This is Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN.
1: Got today's edition of Say What? Coming up in about 15 minutes here on 1600 ESPN. That'll wrap up the 4 o'clock hour. Of course, two full hours with you. Drive time driven by Linder Tire coming up after 5. Right now it's time for our weekly visit with John Walters, voice of the Iowa State Cyclones. His appearance brought to you by Craig Adamson, financial advisor at Truewell Stewardship in Marion. Online at Truewell Stewardship. Com. John, kind enough to join us a couple days ahead of uh, next matchup for the Iowa State men. Oklahoma in town on Wednesday night. We'll preview that. Uh, and more with John here in just a moment. Uh, John, uh, well, one of those games uh, that really kind of I think kind of proves just how tough the Big 12 is, right, with uh, that uh, game against West Virginia on Saturday. Uh, West Virginia toward the bottom of the league, yet they played one heck of a basketball game, actually had a lead, as you know, uh, in that second half. But Iowa State able to, to close that one out and get the win. How did things look from your point of view courtside on Saturday?
6: Yeah, it wasn't. A- totally shocked that West Virginia was able to stay in the game, although they hadn't been playing well on the road. But their players are good players. And and what had happened was they uh, didn't have two of their top players eligible in the first semester. And then the day that they were ruled eligible, Raekwon Battle and, and Kirk Carissa, two of their starters, the day they were ruled eligible, Jesse Edwards, their starting center, the transfer from Syracuse, it was considered one of the top transfers in the portal in the offseason broke his wrist. It was out for six weeks. So really they've had about four or five games where they've had all their pieces together. And so they're a dangerous team. And, and, you know, we often say about Iowa state that the their, some of their parts is better than their parts. And I believe that to be true. I think West Virginia is pretty much the opposite. Their parts are better than their some right now. They're, they have a lot of good pieces. They just haven't been able to, Kind of put it all together yet, but they're dangerous on a given night, as Kansas found out when they beat them in Morgantown, and Texas found out. And you know they're certainly capable of pulling an upset. But Iowa State did uh, respond when when West Virginia got that lead with nine minutes to go. They went up by one on a three-pointer, and then immediately Iowa State answered with a 14 to nothing run to kind of put the game away. So you know, good win. They're all good wins to the Big 12, and uh, you certainly didn't want to stub your toe in that one at home, but. Iowa State was able to avoid that and and move on in advance, so uh, they'll certainly take
1: it. Yeah, a win like that certainly shows the maturity of the group, doesn't it? Uh, to play not even close to your best game, not play the way you were probably expected to against the last place team to fall behind, but then say, okay, let's refocus, let's get this done. It shows you kind of where this team is at, especially this at this part of the season, right, John?
6: It's important, yeah. And I mean, you're going to be in a lot of close games. We've talked about that a lot, where you're going to be in games that are going to come down to a handful of possessions that determine who wins it. And uh, the the teams in this league are so balanced that I think you're going to see that more often than not. So, you know, when it was a one-point game with nine minutes to go, I think I State just kind of buckled down, found a way to find that other gear that maybe they didn't used to have. And, and now they do. And, um, yeah, they were able to put together a great run on both ends of the floor and get that game put away. But I think this year's team – is much more capable of doing that than TJ's first two teams. and I I think a big part of it is just having several different players that can be that player to make a big play in the big moment. It doesn't have to be Isaiah Brockington. It it doesn't have to be Gabe Kelscher. And, you know, it can be Tame Lipsey. It can be Trey King. It can be Curtis Jones. It can be uh, Keyshawn Gilbert. We've seen all those guys uh, make big plays in the moment. Milan Munchilvic. So, you know, it's, This team, I think, has more ability as a team to absorb some of that than past teams did with TJ.
1: You mentioned Taman Lipsy, uh, 14 points, 6 assists uh, in the win on Saturday over the Mountaineers. Uh, His ability uh, continually to just execute the game plan, make the right play to help the team get back to where they need to be, just continues to impress me, and I'm sure it impresses uh, you and everybody who watches the Cyclones too, right?
6: I think so, and you're exactly right. It's it's not the tangible stuff. Even though his numbers are great, and you know he's up there among the team scoring leaders, he leads the team in assists and steals, leads the conference in steals, and uh, he's among I would say better better rebounders too. So he does a lot of things well, uh, but really it's the intangible stuff that sets him apart. It's his leadership. It's as you just said, his knack for making a winning play in that big moment seems like that can be a lot of different things it could be hustling for a loose ball it could be taking a charge it can be making a big basket it could be knocking down a big three it can be hitting free throws with the game on the line he just finds a way to win and, and I think that you know his biggest uh winning attribute is winning I mean it's not one specific part of the game it's everything and, and his ability to in that moment step up and make a big play and we've seen him do that time and time again this season, and really last season, too, even as a true freshman.
1: Jackson Pawlecki, John, uh, had a nice game on Saturday, nine points off the bench, not the flashiest performance by any means, but 16 minutes on the court. Uh, He certainly made an impact. And a kid who was at Wofford and was uh, a pretty prolific scorer uh, chose to come into Iowa State. His role changed, but he's still helping out uh, in his new role and has played a, a key role coming off that bench this year.
6: Yeah, especially lately, he's really played well. I think his defense has improved a lot, and that's why he's starting to see the floor more and get more minutes. That was where he really had a struggle adapting to the Big 12, I think. And, you know, obviously it's harder for him to get a shot off at the Big 12 level. Uh, You know, he did average 15 a game at Wofford last season, and he shot a great percentage from three. And he's still shooting a great percentage from three. I mean, he's up around 43% from three. He just doesn't take a lot of them. But, Um, his ability and his knack for getting into the paint is really something that's impressive. I mean, he's determined to get in there and create something for himself or his teammates. And uh, he's always been good at that, but I think it's defensively where he's kind of grown by leaps and bounds. And, you know, he's still not an elite defender, certainly, but he's a good defender and he's a good on ball defender who can provide some of that ball pressure, that TJ really insists on, and so it was great to see him step up and make big plays and big moments in that game. That was really cool, and uh, that's something they're going to continue to need because I think one of the reasons why this year's team is five and two in February, and if you look at TJ's first two teams, they were they were six and ten in February combined. This year's team five and two. Well, I think a big part of that is increased depth, especially in the backcourt, where Tatum Lipsy doesn't have to play 36, 37 minutes for Iowa State to be effective. And, you know, uh, Keyshawn Gilbert doesn't have to play 37, 38 minutes. And so, you know, the emergence of Curtis Jones certainly as a consistent guy, double figures in his last 10 games, and now Jackson Pawlecki really coming on, gives you enough depth in that backcourt where you can keep those other guys fresh, or if they get in foul trouble, it doesn't kill you. We saw Keyshawn in foul trouble the other day uh, play only about 24, 25 minutes in that game, which is very low for him. But, it, you know, Pawlowski picked up the slack and was terrific. And so that's one of the great qualities about this team is that they've really developed some depth, particularly in that backcourt.
1: John Walther's voice of the Cyclones joining me here for a few more minutes on 1600 ESPN. I uh, don't want to bury that game last week against Houston, John, but certainly would have liked a different outcome, but incredible atmosphere. Uh, you gave it your best shot, but uh, you know that's a tough place to play. And uh, despite the outcome, I think uh, uh, Coach Anselberger and the team have to be pretty proud of uh, their efforts in, in uh, going into Houston and giving it a good shot.
6: Yeah, that's a really tough place to play, especially the way Jamal Shedd is playing. I think he's the Big 12 Conference Player of the Year. And to his credit, he really took over that game down the stretch. You know, I mean, he and Emmanuel Sharp were the two guys that consistently were able to make shots or get to the free throw line and knock down free throws. And uh, I think Shedd's as good as any player in the league. He's already the best player in the league defensively, but I think the way he's coming on offensively, I'd vote for him for Player of the Year. Um, but, yeah, they're they're almost impossible to beat on that floor. I can't see Kansas beating them in the season finale. I think they'll run the table and go undefeated at home. Uh, right now there's three teams in the Big 12 that are undefeated at home, and they are Houston, Iowa State, and Kansas, and those are the top three teams in the standing. So we've talked about the importance of protecting your home floor at all costs and then go try to steal some on the road. That's one that Iowa State wasn't able to steal, but – you know, to split with Houston in the regular season is great, and maybe they'll get another shot at him in, the, in Kansas City.
1: Another opportunity to defend the home floor on Wednesday night, John. It feels like that last meeting with Oklahoma was forever ago. It was all the way back in early January. Uh, you're right there at the end if your Iowa State ended up losing by 8.7163. Uh, what, in your mind, needs to happen differently for, for the Cyclones against the Sooners this time around?
6: Well, I think that's a good example of a game where it was in the balance with four minutes to go, and – In that particular moment, Iowa State did not make the plays defensively. Oklahoma was able to get some easy baskets inside. Uh, Iowa State missed some shots. True, true, that was part of it. But I, I think the bigger thing was they couldn't consistently get the stops. And so I think this team has come a long way in that regard. Their defensive rotation has improved dramatically since that game which was the big 12 opener you're always a different team in late february than you are in early january but i think this team is really really different right now than what they were then i mean the emergence of curtis jones at that time he wasn't playing very well he'd be the first to admit it and now i think he's a strong candidate for sixth man of the year in the big 12 so there's a lot of things that have kind of changed between that game and now and hopefully those things show up in iowa state's favor on saturday
1: then they got that road trip to UCF, uh, on, on Saturday. Uh, boy, uh, you might look at the numbers, folks will look at the numbers and see their record, but UCF's beaten, uh, some quality teams at home, uh, this year, including, uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas tech. So that is going to be another tough road test in the big 12, is it not?
6: I think it will. And it's weird not playing a team, you know, facing them for the first time in March, you know, and so that'll be the only meeting I would state UCF scheduled and, uh March yeah early march March second I guess it is and uh yeah they they can play really big, you know they've got a couple of really good big bigs they've got uh a really good guard and Darius Johnson who can score it, i mean if he gets hot from three, they're really dangerous, so i I think they're a team that certainly on a given night can rise up and beat anybody in the league i I think they're particularly dangerous on their home floor, but yeah, Iowa State's going to have to be ready to go. I, there are certain games where UCF really struggles to score. They're kind of they're kind of like Iowa State was the first couple of years under TJ where they're just kind of challenged offensively at times. And I, I, I think if Iowa State can go in there and play uh, at the high level they've been playing at here the last uh, four weeks, they'll certainly have a great chance to walk away with a win. But if they don't, uh, they'll walk away with a loss for sure.
1: All right, John, thanks for the time as always. We'll talk to you next Monday, okay? Sounds good. Thanks for having me. John Walters, voice of the Iowa State Cyclones, joining me here on 1600 ESPN. He joins me every Monday around 4.30 to talk Iowa State football, of course, men's and women's basketball here as the the, uh, season goes along. Cyclones with the win over West Virginia. Got both those games. We talked to John about Oklahoma and UCF on the airwaves here this week. Uh, Oklahoma broadcast starts Wednesday night at 6, and the UCF broadcast starts Saturday at 2 here on 1600 ESPN. You can find the full sports broadcast schedule, of course, at KGYMRadio.com. And John's appearance brought to you by Craig Adamson, financial advisor at TrueWell Stewardship in Marion, online at TrueWellStewardship.com. 309-366-1600 is the talk and text line. Got today's edition of Say What coming up next here on 1600 ESPN.
5: You know what makes a great retirement plan? A great tax plan. Do you have one? I'm Craig Adamson with TrueWell Stewardship. Let's get together and draw up a comprehensive tax plan that makes the most of the money you've worked so hard for this year. Visit TrueWellStewardship.com to learn more. Then contact me and we'll huddle up before April 15th. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor member FINRA SIPC. Financial planning offered through TrueWell Stewardship, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL Financial.
4: Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. If you're a dad who is facing divorce, there are extra layers of stress that may include stereotypes and assumptions. No two situations are the same. Our legal experience and dedication prepare us for whatever legal challenges we face together. You need a partner you can count on. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has represented men in divorce. Office in downtown Des Moines. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's attorneys. 515-518-ALL-ZEROS. CordellCordell.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter.
1: Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack.
6: See why four out of five employees Employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. That's ZipRecruiter.com free. The silly moments, the proud moments, even the hard moments. They're what make life remarkable. And they're why Wellmark Blue Cross and Blue Shield is here for every moment. Committed to making healthcare better, more affordable, with more choices for care. And service and coverage that give you peace of mind no matter what comes your way. So you can show up for every tender moment, every brave moment, and every wouldn't miss it for the world moment. Knowing that blue is here for you. Go to wellmarkcom slash every moment to find a plan right for you.
4: Emol's Hideaway is the place to get together. Stop in for a drink and some chow with your buddies. Emol's opens every day at 4. If you're hanging out at home instead, order pickup and delivery at EmilsHideaway.com. emuls Hideaway, a great place to meet up with friends life insurance why are you putting it off can't afford it too much hassle think you don't need it there's lots of
1: excuses for putting off life insurance but if you weren't there who would pay the mortgage and other bills with
4: ethos you could be covered in 10 minutes and boom family protected ethos fast and easy online term life insurance up to two million dollars in coverage with no medical exam some policies as low as a dollar a day answer a few health questions and get your free quote at checkethos.com. that's check com.
5: Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is now live. The official sportsbook of ESPN features daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN shows and personalities like me. Bet on all your favorite sports with live in-game wagers, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. New users get $100 in bonus bets after making any sportsbook bet. Download the
4: ESPN Bet app to sign up today. I'll see you there. ESPN Bet, what a play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. A bratwurst
0: today keeps the doctor away. Or maybe it's the cheese curds. Sir, it's time for you to stop this unhealthy behavior. Now back to Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN.
1: 451 back with you on the Monday edition of the show. 319-366-1600 coming to you from the Eakin Nutrition Studios here from 1600 ESPN. What a beautiful day outside. Uh, meteorologist Rebecca Kopelman, you hear throughout the day with our weather updates just put out on social media, the high today in Cedar Rapids, 76 degrees that ties the record for the all-time warmest temperature in February and the winter season. You have to go back to uh, this time of year, February 22nd, 2017, for the last time we got to 76 uh, in February or in the winter season. Uh, it's going to be... One of those weird Midwestern weeks uh, with 76 today, decent tomorrow, and then by the time you wake up Wednesday morning, it's going to be like, oh, hey, by the way, winter's back. This is the beauty of living in the Midwest, right? 319-366-1600. Some more hoops talk coming up with uh, JR from the Big Ten Huddle. I I talk with him every Monday morning. We play back the conversation uh, with him uh, in the 5 o'clock hour. Some Big Ten hoops discussion. We'll take a look at both the – uh, the men's and women's tournament brackets. If the season ended today, what that means for the Iowa men and women coming up after five, uh, wrap up the college hoops weekend uh, as well. Got some baseball discussion. Uh, two, we'll get into college baseball and the pros. Big news over the weekend Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger. <laughs> i my Midwestern. Cody Bellinger. Uh, Cody Bellinger. That's his real name without the accent. Uh, Signing with the Cubs, coming back to the Cubs. We'll get some reaction to that coming up in the 5 o'clock hour as well. Hope you stick with us for that. Right now, let's get into brand-new feature. It's called Say What?
4: What are you talking about? Sorry, what would you say again?
2: What? Wait. Oh, man, I can't believe I'm hearing this.
1: What the heck, dude? Say what now? Say what every weekday around this time here on 1600 ESPN, bringing you some sometimes unbelievable clips from the sports world ranging the gamut from basketball football hockey Isaac if you find any like weird soccer clips that might fit the segment feel free to pass those along today though we stick with basketball the gift that keeps on giving Mr. Nikola Jokic NBA champion multi-time MVP I have this clip this is not the clip for say what but I just love playing this clip anytime Nikola Jokic comes up
0: it's good it's good the job is done. We can go home
1: now. I feel like I need to play that at the, at the end of every show, at least where the show is has been good, at least in my opinion. But that's not the reason why Nikola Jokic uh, made the segment today, the Say What segment. It was recently his birthday, and he was asked about it on the broadcast last night on ESPN, uh, Nuggets and the Warriors, for a little Sunday night NBA action. Nikola Jokic asked about his birthday, and if his teammates – Got him anything to help celebrate. Your birthday was last week. These guys get you anything? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Bad teammates. teammates. Terrible teammates.
6: Terrible teammates.
1: (laughs) Well, Nicola, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, back to you. Man, George, you would think that one of his teammates would at least buy him a new horse or something. I mean, one of those new trotters. (laughs) Terrible teammates. Bad teammates. They didn't get me anything for my birthday. The question is, what do you get, Nikola Jokic, for his birthday? What do you get? It's the the age-old question, right? What do you get for the person who seemingly has it all? And Nikola Jokic is multi-time MVP, just won a championship. Uh, They're still in the chase, obviously, in the West. They're, what, one and a half out, I thought I saw going into today. Uh, Not in first, but pretty close to it. They're obviously going to be one of the favorites to come out of the West in the NBA again this year. What do you get Nikola Jokic for his birthday? I don't know. I can't even answer that question.
2: Yeah, horses uh, a horse is the only thing that really makes sense in my <laughs> right, head or exactly. some horse sort of gear, maybe you buy him like a cowboy hat or something like that. I don't know what you wear on a ranch in Serbia. I don't know. I don't what, know what's if, the I don't climate? Know. It's I not the same yet. as Iowa, right? I don't right? know if yeah. they have the sort of, you know, cowboy style over there if that he would find that useful <laughs> during his uh his offseason but there.
1: apparently his teammates they didn't get him anything uh, he might have just been hamming it up for the for the microphone which so nikola Jokic hamming it up a little bit for the microphone does not would not surprise me in the slightest but apparently his teammates didn't get him anything so maybe maybe they maybe they threw him a surprise party i i don't know what, what do you get what do you get someone who has a lot of money has won a lot of accolades. Is considered the best in the league, or one of the best in the league. I don't, I don't, I don't really know how to answer that question.
2: And a guy who doesn't seem to he's want not,
1: stuff. He, like he, doesn't that. Really, he doesn't really,
2: yeah, he doesn't right. really seem like he wants any extra stuff. He, he, spends his off season on a ranch with horses. I, I that's play, all I know.
1: I play this clip as a joke, but it's it's legitimately his mentality after winning the NBA Finals.
2: It's good. It's good. The, the job is done. We can go home now.
1: The job is done. We can go home now. Like literally, get me out of here. We just yeah, we just won the NBA title. But I, I, I want to be back at my ranch in Serbia. I respect mad respect for him. He you knows know? what he
2: wants in life. He's exactly. happy. He seems very happy. I mean, he's enjoying. He's great basketball. He he's a uh, enjoys playing basketball. I think. Um, even though he maybe not doesn't show it, but I think right. he, he enjoys playing basketball and he enjoys his lifestyle now. So more power to you.
1: Nikola Jokic, today's subject on Say What here on 1600 ESPN. Do our best to bring you some, uh, at least what I think is wild and wacky audio from the sports world. Sometimes it might be controversial audio. We'll try not to be too controversial. Not add, not add too much K N pepper to the to the seasoning here on 1600 ESPN. 457, I'll wrap up the first hour of the show. i got a jam-packed second hour. We'll hear from JR and the Big Ten Huddle. Uh, Coming up after 5, we'll get you some baseball discussion. Busy weekend in baseball. Plenty of moves being made today, in fact. Uh, Get you an update on those and uh, get you the sports menu. Also, coming up around 5.50. Stay tuned to have the final reading today. Uh, Reading? It's not like an official government document or something. The final announcement of the winning sports word of the day uh, for your shot in the $5,000 Man Cave giveaway. We'll have that for you around 530 as well. Stay tuned for that and more coming up next here on 1600 ESPN.
3: Hey, Iowa, it's George Kittle tight end for the San Francisco 49ers and proud former Hawkeye. Life can throw unexpected hits much like catching a pass over the middle. If you're facing struggles with drug or alcohol use, or even mental health challenges, take a timeout and call your life, Iowa. Just like my teammates are there for me. The your life, Iowa team is there for you. Get 24, seven free resources, or find treatment options at yourlifeiowa.org.
2: A message from Iowa HHS.
4: Are you having a hard time finding ag podcasts? We can help. The podcast directory at agraamerica.com allows you to search by category and topic, so it's quick and easy to find what you're looking for. Ag Chicks, Farm for Profit, Heart of Rural America, The Shark Farmer Podcast, Real Ag Radio, and more are featured on Agra America. Our extensive directory has something for everyone. Discover a new ag podcast today by visiting agraamerica.com. That's agraamerica.com at Lowe's. Save big every day when you buy
0: in bulk. Save 10% on your choice of any three or more A.O. Smith water heaters. Plus, save an extra 5% every day on eligible purchases when you use your Lowe's business credit card. Visit us for the materials you need. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. Discount taken in time of purchase. See sales associate for details. 5% offer subject to credit approval. Exclusions and terms apply. See store Lowe's.com slash credit for details. U.S. only.
6: If you've been injured in an accident that wasn't your fault, we have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions. They'll tell you if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-378-4750. So if you've been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, call now. Find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-378-4750 to speak with a live person now. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
1: KGYM Cedar Rapids, broadcasting from the Eakin Nutrition Studios. Econ Nutrition, now open in Coralville. This is 1600 ESPN. This is SportsCenter. Sports.
4: I'm Christine Lisi.
2: It appears no running backs will be tagged this offseason, reports ESPN's Adam Schefter. That would make this one of the finest and deepest running back classes in the history of NFL free agency. The Bengals, the first team to use the franchise tag this offseason, officially placing it on receiver T. Higgins. Since being selected 33rd overall in the 2020 draft, he's hit the 1,000 yard receiving mark twice and playing alongside Jamar Chase. Higgins has been one of the best number two receivers in the league. Pro Football Hall of Famer and First Take co-host Shannon Sharp. I
0: think you owe it to this team. You owe it to your fan base to try to bring it back at least one more year before it becomes cost prohibitive because Jamar Chase is eligible for a contract extension. So I think this was the only, the only move that you could do is that your franchise uh, T. Higgins one more season try to get this thing back. Hopefully Joe Burrow can stay healthy and make a Super Bowl run at this thing.
2: Bengals and Higgins have until July 15 to get a long-term extension done or he plays this season on the $21.8
5: million receiver tag. NBA Warriors guard Chris Paul set to return from a fractured left hand tomorrow night against the Wizards.
4: ESPN radio is presented by progressive insurance at progressive. They're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together. So you can save on both. Learn more at progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE.
1: This sports center update is brought to you by network computer solutions. Their people are the missing piece to your it puzzle. See how they can help your business at NCSEI.com one innocent click could lock down
4: your entire network for ransom hackers are getting more and more devious so teach your employees to check before they click when you open an email hover over the address to see where it's really coming from if it doesn't match is misspelled or looks off in any way delete it remember any email could be a trick so check before you click this message presented by Network Computer Solutions. Download their complete Protect Your Network guide at NCSEI.com.
1: Radio Iowa, I'm Dar Danielson. A bill under consideration, the Iowa House would lower the state tax rate for state-licensed casinos to near the tax rate for casinos in Nebraska Missouri. Lobbyist Doug Strike represents casinos in Burlington and Council Bluffs. Tremendous amount of
5: pressures uh, on the industry, so we appreciate you taking a look at this.
1: Gaming revenue for all three Council Bluffs casinos began to dip as Nebraska casinos opened. Humboldt County Sheriff says a Humboldt middle school teacher is charged with having a relationship with an underage high school student. Investigation led to charges of third-degree sexual abuse and sexual exploitation by a school employee against 31-year-old Samantha Myers Davis of Rutland. Sheriff's Department says they turned up evidence that she had a relationship with the 14 year old student beginning in 2022. National Weather Service meteorologist Christy Carter says a big turnaround in temperatures is coming across Iowa tomorrow.
2: We'll start warm uh, but by the afternoon into evening temperatures are going to plummet.
1: Things will warm back up
4: by the weekend. Radio Iowa, I'm Dar Danielson. Every year, 4.5 million young adults between the ages of 18 and 24 visit the ER. It's every parent's nightmare. Emergency gives you all the tools you need to quickly and effectively manage your family's emergency. Emergency provides instant access to vital resources, customized to your students' campus and local community, digital consent form, and built in urgent alert button. Emergency gives you peace of mind when you need it most. Download your new Emergency app now.
0: My baby brother, a
4: father. (laughs) Come on, it's time for his nap. Whoa, he can't sleep on his stomach. Babies should always sleep on their backs in a safety-approved crib, and the sleep area should be clear of blankets, toys, and other loose or soft items. It reduces the risk of
0: SIDS. SIDS? You know, sudden infant death syndrome. Guess I need to start studying up on safe sleep for little man
4: here. Being his favorite uncle comes with big responsibilities. For more information, visit safetosleep.nichd.nih.gov. Sponsored by the Eunice Kennedy Shriver National Institute of Child Health and Human Development. You try. Listen to this
5: crowd. And that will do it. Iowa State dominates
4: gratitude, enthusiasm, toughness, unity, integrity. Well up with the right hand. All of the traits that make up the Iowa State Cyclones. Listen to every game this season. The
1: Cyclone men welcome Oklahoma to Hilton Coliseum here at Wednesday night at 6 on 1600 ESPN.
0: Hands at 10 and 2, eyes on the road and ears on the radio. You're listening to Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN.
1: 504 coming up on 505. It is drive time, driven by Linder Tire and LinderTire.com. Here from the Eakin Nutrition Studios on 1600 ESPN. Eastern Iowa's home for sports. Spencer and Isaac with you till 6 tonight at the Cyclones Coaches Corner Show coming up after 6.30. Tonight, John Walters, who you just heard with me moments ago, will be on the program tonight. Uh, Second to last, the penultimate uh, Cyclone Coaches Show for the season. Uh, Last edition coming up next Monday, but uh, you get... Another edition tonight after six thirty here on sixteen hundred ESPN. We'll talk some more college hoops here momentarily. Jr. from the Big Ten huddle. Uh, will join me as he's done uh, the past several Mondays throughout the month of February. Uh, we'll talk with JR about Big Ten hoops and uh, also take a look at uh, the season, if the season ended today, what the Big Ten tournament brackets for both the men's and the women's side will look, at, or will look like. Uh, also put a bow on the college basketball talk here in uh, just a few moments. Look at uh, some of the other headlines from the weekend. Uh, also get into some baseball talk after 5.30 with our full count segment. Talk college baseball, uh, some MLB news and notes. Look at the spring training scoreboard uh, here on the program and get you the sports menu around 550. So all that and more on the way here in the five o'clock hour on 1600 ESPN. Before we do all of that, let's do this. The sports world
0: was just as busy as you were today. Here's what you missed while you were at work. Have you heard the news? On 1600 ESPN.
1: i start with a check of the high school scoreboard. The girls' state basketball tournament going on in Des Moines starting today, running all week long. 5A state quarterfinals earlier today. Johnston, a winner over West Des Moines Valley, 60-31. Waukee, a winner over Ankeny Centennial. Cedar Falls, a winner. Seven-seeded Cedar Falls beating Devonport North. 71 to 65. And just wrapping up moments ago, Dowling beating Pleasant Valley 53 to 48. So you've got Johnston and Waukee and Cedar Falls playing Dowling uh, for your class 5A state semifinals. Mentioned this last hour, but the 3A quarterfinals tonight, couple area teams in action: Mount Vernon and Harlan and Benton and Des Moines Christian. Uh, those two games will be tonight. 3A quarterfinals tomorrow. Solon and Dubuque Wallert in the morning. Got 4A quarterfinals tomorrow as well with Clear Creek, Amanda, and Gilbert, and the 1A quarterfinals on Wednesday in the girls tournament. North Lynn playing Montezuma Wednesday afternoon. Boys substate finals tonight. Williamsburg and Kia Cook, and Marion hosting Assumption uh, in 3A boys action uh, tonight. Uh, turning to college hoops, uh, local college notes uh, the men's and women's brackets for the D3 tournaments. Uh, were put out, and the Co men's basketball team uh, did make it from the American Rivers Conference, one of four men's teams to make the D3 field. Co will play Wabash at Trine University. Trine is the uh, the host uh, of the regional pod that's in Angola, Indiana. So Co is heading east to Indiana to play Wabash. Dubuque is in as well. They're taking on Illinois College, that will be at Washington University in St. Louis. Loris has a short trip. They got to go up to Uh, UW-Platteville in Wisconsin to face Gustavus Adolphus and Nebraska Wesleyan will play Centenary of Louisiana that game down in San Antonio. So four teams from the ARC in those first round games are March 1st, which is uh, this coming Friday. Only one women's team from the American Rivers, by the way, made it to the D3 tournament. That's Wartburg, and they are hosting first and second round games in waverly on friday stop me if you've heard this before isaac uh caitlin clark uh shockingly named the big 10 women's basketball player of the week yes again she's named the big 10 basketball uh, women's basketball player of the week and audi crooks uh well-deserved honor i didn't get a chance uh, to ask john about john walters about audi but uh, big 12 player of the week and freshman of the week. Uh, For the Big 12 Conference, the first time in program history that an Iowa State Cyclone has swept the conference weekly honors. Uh, Her fifth and sixth weekly honors marked the most by an Iowa State freshman in program history. In fact, over the weekend, their win over BYU, they dominated that game. She broke Iowa State's all-time freshman points record, uh, 476 points through 26 games. So certainly a well-deserved honor for uh, Audie Crooks and a football note, uh, some staff shuffling for uh, Matt Campbell and the Iowa state football team, uh, naming their offensive coordinator today reports indicating Taylor Mauser, uh, who has been uh, with Campbell since 2015 at Toledo has been the tight ends coach at Iowa state since 2021 uh, sources uh, indicating he will be the next offensive coordinator at Iowa state. Of course, Nate Shielhouse jumping to the NFL to be the pass game coordinator with the Rams Uh, Taylor Mouser going to be uh, promoted to the offensive coordinator. Uh, Tyler Rail uh, being hired as the assistant head coach and running backs coach as well uh, for Iowa State. So a couple of Iowa State Cyclone notes to wrap up uh, this edition of What You Missed While You Were at Work here on 1600 ESPN.
0: This is Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN.
1: Okay, 510, back here from the Econ Nutrition Studios on 1600 ESPN, 319-366-1600 is the talk and text line. Going to talk with our friend JR from the Big Ten Huddle. Look for them on YouTube and on X, formerly known as Twitter, as the Big Ten Huddle. Uh, Look for those uh, usernames on there, follow their Big Ten content. They do great content, great stuff. If you're a fan of Big Ten Ted, when he joins uh, me during the football season, you'll like uh, JR and the gang uh, as well for the basketball and football content that they put out. And uh joining me again for a big Monday is JR here on 1600 ESPN. Welcome back into 1600 ESPN. You're with Spencer on sports for a Monday afternoon. Hard to believe it's the final Monday of the month of February. That means though March is right around the corner. And there's still plenty of basketball to talk about. Going to continue on with our big Monday segment. Talking to Jr. from the Big Ten huddle here on 1600 ESPN. Talking Big Ten hoops every Monday. Jr., what's up? How you doing?
3: I'm doing. I'm doing well. Just uh, excited from a nice. Weekend of basketball, a lot of fun, exciting games, and I'm glad to talk about it.
1: Yeah, well, you're a Buckeye fan. How about those uh, Buckeyes getting that win in uh, in East Lansing uh, yesterday with the uh, the buzzer beater?
3: Yeah, that, uh, that Chris Holtman firing looks uh, like the smarter and smarter decision game by game. So uh, went on the road against Michigan State, winning, uh, beating Purdue at home. Can't ask for much better than that. So, yeah, this team's looking good right now, and it's exciting to see
1: that broke a what a 17 game road losing streak is that right
3: yes it was a program record 17 games it spanned over like 420 days or something like that i forget but it was over a year of losing road games for the buckeyes and they broke it at the breslin center which they had not won at since 2012 so (laughs) there were a whole lot of things broken last night uh it was just it was a very entertaining uh evening watching uh basketball.
1: And Jake Diebler, his two wins are over uh Purdue and Michigan State. Two uh two pretty pretty good teams to beat, uh, for your first two wins as a head coach, right? <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, there's already buzz about, you know, is he gonna get the head coaching job and stuff like that. uh we'll see. I think he probably needs to do a little bit more, uh in order to get that, but uh, I, I, I got to say, he's making he's making a good uh, case for him to be the next head coach. In
1: Ohio State. All right. We'll push off some more Buckeye talk maybe later on in the segment. Uh, let's let's look at Iowa. Uh, they also went into East Lansing last week. And I think to the surprise of quite a few people uh, beat Michigan State on their home home floor, 78, 71. Then I think some of the same problems we've seen for, with Iowa this year popped up in that loss to Illinois on Saturday, had a lead, were tied with about six minutes left in the game. Ended up losing by ten. Uh still a ways to go. I know Iowa's crept back into the bubble conversation here over the last few weeks with some of their victories, which is good news if you're an Iowa fan, obviously. But Uh, still work to do but I think uh, JR if you're a fan of the Hawkeyes you have to be pretty pleased with how they've been playing and you're starting to see that growth we've been hoping for for this Iowa team down the stretch haven't we
3: oh yeah for sure and I, I honestly if I'm an Iowa fan I'm not too beat up about the loss obviously it comes at you know a terrible time that was a game that certainly would have helped their tournament chances to get that win especially in Champaign doing it there but at the end of the day, they—I mean—they had this game won. They were ahead when the starting lineup was in, and they were—they were taking it to Illinois starting lineup. Uh, I mean, Damask, Guerrier, Rogers, Shannon Jr. I mean, Shannon Jr. only had 12 points in this game. If you would have made a bet with me that Shannon Jr. was going to score less than 20 against Iowa, I would have thought you're crazy. But here he is with only 12 points, and so Fran did a great job with the defense. Really. Uh, really limiting him and not letting him be able to do things. I and mean, then Coleman Hawkins had a hot start. I think he hit three three-pointers in the first, like, ten minutes of the game or something like that. And then he cooled off and didn't hit another three-pointer the rest of the game. He still scored 30. Uh, but still, I mean, that, that is a testament to the Iowa defense being able to uh, to clamp down and, and start some of those guys. It's just unfortunate when the, when the uh, backups came in that Moretti, Harmon, uh, Hansberry, some of those guys, they, they just provided a spark that Illinois needed and I honestly don't think that spark would have been there if they weren't at home. And so that's just another one of those big 10 games on the road. And you know, it's really, really hard to win on the road.
1: How many wins do you think Iowa needs to put together in the final three regular season games, plus the big 10 tournament to get maybe into the, the, the bubble conversation, maybe, maybe get a spot in Dayton.
3: Yeah. I was looking at some of the net rankings and things like that earlier this morning. I was actually checking on the Buckeyes. And when I, saw Iowa there as well. There is a website called Team Rankings, and they are currently giving Iowa a 35% chance of making the, uh, the, the NCAA tournament. If they are able to beat Illinois and possibly even beat Northwestern at Northwestern, they definitely have to take care of business against Penn State at home. That, that game is non-negotiable. It's a must-win. But if they're able to take down at Northwestern and Illinois, I really like Iowa's chances to be able to get into the tournament, providing they also win at least one game in the big 10 tournament so a lot of winning that needs to happen i probably think they need about four more wins whether those uh three of those come in the regular season or two of them come in the tournament. But if they get four wins, I think that they will be a bubble team, and it kind of depends on what happens around them for them to be able to get into the tournament.
1: JR from the Big Ten Huddle joining me here on 1600 ESPN. Let's pivot back to that Ohio State-Michigan State game uh, from the Spartans' perspective. Two losses on the home floor this week, one to Iowa, one at the buzzer to Ohio State. Should there be cause for concern for for Spartan fans uh, as we head down the, the home stretch here?
3: Very much so. Michigan State does not look like a very good team. Right now, they uh, they were able to uh, to, to m- keep it competitive against Iowa, but still, Iowa at home, you should be able to win that game. No disrespect to Iowa, but the Breslin Center is one of the best home court af- atmospheres, and you have to win home games in the Big Ten because, like we said earlier, road games are so hard to come by. So I, if I am a Michigan State fan, I'm concerned for this season, but I'm also concerned about Tom Izzo going into uh, you know years to come because – He's not dealt well with the transfer portal. He is not playing his freshmen very much. Now, he gave their freshman center, he was a five-star. He gave him the start last night, which was good for him. However, he, he, in like the last 15 minutes of the game, didn't play a minute. And he he didn't trust his center to be able to do that. And they put in his other center. That has kind of been struggling for the year. That was starting most of the year. So, I mean Michigan State did everything uh you know to win that game they it was tied and I think if they went to the overtime I think they would have won the game but Ohio State, they brought the ball down the court and quickly and was able to get a shot up and it wasn't the best shot in the world but hey, that's basketball. It goes in you win the game and you know the rest is history.
1: Let's look at the conference race down the stretch here on the men's side. You have Purdue with a two and a half game lead on Illinois. Uh, three and a half up on both Wisconsin and Northwestern. Purdue has Michigan State at home this weekend. Uh, you also have a game at Illinois and then you host Wisconsin on the 10th for uh, Senior Day. What do you see? How do you see this playing out when it comes to the the big 10 men's conference race is illinois or wisconsin still going to challenge purdue here or is it uh still purdue uh firmly in the driver's seat in your opinion
3: well purdue has one of the hardest stretches uh, last three game stretches not just in the big 10 i think they have the hardest one in the big 10 but in the country i mean michigan state illinois wisconsin there's only one ranked team in there but as big 10 fans know michigan state and wisconsin are nothing to that's nothing to not look at because they're, they they are both very good teams in their own right as well. The problem for Illinois is Illinois also has a very difficult stretch with Minnesota, Wisconsin, Purdue, and Iowa also trying to play those teams. So it's looking like a tough stretch for them as well. So at the end of the day, I think Purdue has this locked up, even though they have a hard stretch coming down a, or a hard uh, few games coming down a stretch here. Illinois has some hard games too, and I just I don't see Illinois winning out here. Uh, but I see that more, more likely happening for Purdue.
1: All right, let's look at the week ahead. Uh, on the men's side of things, you've got uh, tomorrow night, Indiana hosting Wisconsin. You mentioned the Iowa-Penn State game at Carver uh, at 8 o'clock on BTN. Wednesday, Maryland hosting Northwestern. You also have Illinois playing host to Minnesota, Minnesota team that just got beat by Nebraska pretty soundly but has been playing some pretty good basketball here in the last few weeks. And then Thursday night, Nebraska playing at Ohio State, and then Michigan at Rutgers. What stands out to you this week?
3: Yeah, the Minnesota-Illinois game definitely stands out to me. I think Minnesota's a a much improved team this year. And uh, Illinois, like I said, they they had those struggles playing at home with their starters. So we're going to be looking at that and seeing how the starters play and if this Illinois defense can improve at all. But don't sleep on that Northwestern Maryland game on Wednesday as well. That's gonna be a fun, very interesting game to see Northwestern. The mm-hmm. net rankings, the numbers, they don't love Northwestern this season. So Northwestern is a little bit more on the bubble than I think people realize. I think they should be a tournament team. However, that lost to Chicago State early on in the year, the loss to Mississippi State early on in the year, those do not bode well for Northwestern right now, so uh, Northwestern definitely needs to do some work here, and they need to get that Maryland win, and then obviously the game that I'm going to be watching, not just because I'm a Buckeye fan, but it's uh, Nebraska and Ohio State, uh, because Ohio State needs this win. If they're going to try to make some kind of tournament run, or make it to the tournament, then they need to get that
1: win. So and Nebraska too, uh, just uh talking about them real quick. Ten wins in conference, twenty wins overall. They're making a push for for a double bye, uh considering how Nebraska finished last year. Uh certainly is quite the turnaround for uh, for Fred Hoiberg.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean I, I just made a tweet about it earlier today that they they could possibly finish second in the Big Ten. They I think they're almost a lock for a double bye if they keep playing the way they're supposed to play. But talking about teams who have a difficult stretch, Nebraska does not have a very difficult stretch down here. I mean, Ohio State, at Ohio State, is probably their most difficult game left on the schedule. They also have Michigan, which is not going to be the most difficult game in the world, but Michigan is still a talented team. And then on top of that, they have Rutgers. So they're playing three of the worst Big Ten teams right now. Now, two of them are on the road, so that makes a difference. However, at the end of the day, I don't think Nebraska could have asked for a, a better three teams to play at the end of the season.
1: All right, J.R., what should folks look for from the Big Ten huddle uh, here this week?
3: Yes, we're going to have an episode Tuesday night, a football episode. We'll be talking about some playoff expansion stuff, things like that, and kind of going over what some other people have said. So that's going to be a fun football episode. And then Wednesday night, we're going to be going live to talk about the games and previewing some other games. So it's going to be a good time. The thing we're most excited about is we just confirmed last night that we are going to be doing a podcast every night, be live on YouTube, following the Big Ten games for the Big Ten Tournament. So every single night after the Big Ten Tournament, uh, games conclude. We're going to be on YouTube going live, talking about the games, what went right, what went wrong, and then previewing the coming games and giving our predictions for who are going to win those games.
1: Awesome, JR. Appreciate the time as always. Thanks. Thank you. That's JR from the Big Ten Huddle. Look for them on X at the Big Ten Huddle. Same username on YouTube where you can find the videos that he mentioned and the content that he mentioned. Uh, He joins me every Monday here on 1600 ESPN, part of our big Monday segment. Confirm with him, we are going to keep him on with us for the next couple weeks into March. Uh, So he'll be joining us next Monday uh, to talk about the men's games, but also preview the women's uh, Big Ten tournament. Uh, He's going to join me on the 11th to preview the men's Big Ten tournament. And then on the 18th, a big, big bracket Breakdown. I'm trying to come up with a creative name for it, but a Big Ten bracket breakdown, lots of B's. Uh, He'll join me on the 18th after Selection Sunday uh, to talk about the Big Ten's teams and uh, how far we see them going or how not far we see them going in the field. Uh, That's uh, JR. Appreciate his time as always here on 1600 ESPN. Promised you a little look ahead to what could be happening in the Big Ten tournaments. Uh, the Big Ten Network putting this out on both of their social media accounts for men's and women's basketball. Uh, as of today, still a few games left, obviously. Iowa would be the number nine seed, taking on the number eight seed, Penn State. So if Iowa beats Penn State, you might see a flip-flop there. It depends on how the season closes for both teams. But uh, as of now, Iowa is the nine they would be taking on number eight seed Penn State. If we just stopped everything, played the tournament today, that's how things would shake out for Fran McCaffrey's squad. Obviously, being the nine means you've got to date with the number one seed, or the eight seed means you got to date with the number one seed, which is at this point Purdue uh, on the third day of the tournament. You'd like to avoid Purdue. Easier said than done, uh, depending on how you finish, but uh, that is where Iowa would shake out right now. Just look at the rest of the men's bracket As it stands, your opening day games, uh, Indiana, the 12, and Ohio State, the 13 seed, and then Rutgers, the 11 seed, with Michigan as the 14 seed. The Indiana-Ohio State winner would advance to play uh, the current five seed, Nebraska. The Rutgers-Michigan winner would take on Michigan State, uh, who is currently in the number six spot. Your 7-10 matchup, if the season ended today, is Minnesota and Maryland. Uh, The Gophers as the 7, Maryland as the 10. And your top four seeds, the teams with the double buys, Purdue, Northwestern, Illinois, and Wisconsin. Purdue the 1, Illinois the 2, Wisconsin the 3, and Northwestern the 4, as we sit starting a brand new week. On the women's side, work to be done, and some changes could be, uh, made here, uh, if Iowa does win out, uh, does beat Ohio State coming up on Sunday? College Game Day obviously will be there as you probably heard by now. Iowa currently the three seed, Caitlin Clark and the Hawkeyes the three seed. Uh, Ohio State is your current number one seed on the women's side. Indiana the two, and Nebraska is the four. Those are your top four seeds uh, for the Big Ten women's tournament as things stand today. Uh, your teams uh, in the first round. Purdue the 12, Northwestern the 13, Minnesota the 11, Rutgers the 14. The Minnesota Rutgers winner would play number six seed Michigan. The Purdue Northwestern winner on the women's side would play uh, the five seed Michigan State. Other second round games, again, as we stand here on a Monday, Illinois-Penn State in the 8-9 matchup, and then Maryland-Wisconsin in the 7-10 matchup on the women's side. Uh, obviously, uh, Isaac uh, Iowa women still have a chance to uh, to write their write the season ending here. Not going to be easy. Going to Minnesota, you know, not not going to be an easy game at all. Uh, just considering it's a road game, but I think you're expected to win that one. And then you're, I think you like you're obviously like being home for that Ohio State matchup. I think it's going to be a great crowd and a chance to at least get a share of the uh, of the Big Ten regular season title.
2: I think you also just saw Iowa play the most balanced game yep. they've mm-hmm. played all season. Um, like, I mean, Hayden Clark still had a triple-double, so obviously a crazy game there, but um, 25 points, right? What was it 25, 15, and 10 or something like that, right? Yeah, 24, 15, 24, and 10. 24, yep. 15, and 10. Um, and she didn't you, shoot all that she well. She didn't shoot yeah. all that well, um, And but you had Stolke you know picking up slack there you had uh kate martin seemed really good molly davis seems uh to be fully healthy now i don't know Mm -hmm. how long she was sick for if that was still lingering um and so you're kind of hope that wasn't just a one-off that'll be something that carries on throughout the rest of the year and you're kind of peaking at the right time i guess is to use a cliche i guess (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, but still uh, a couple games left. Minnesota and Ohio State for uh, the Hawkeyes. That Ohio State won against the number two ranked Buckeyes. Going to be uh, obviously one that uh, many many people will be watching. Lisa Bluter, in fact, after the game uh, last uh, I said last night, it was yesterday afternoon, wasn't it? Night, it was in the afternoon at uh, Carver Hawkeye Arena. Lisa Bluter, in fact, asked, "What questions does she still even have for this team? Considering there's two games left, you got Big Ten tournament, you got NCAA tournament. You're you're setting your sights on." Is there one thing she can point to when it comes to question marks for this team still?
2: You know, I I just still would like a little more consistency out of our backup post player. Um, You know, that's like, you know, the one thing that coaches – just cringe about his inconsistency right you know be consistently good or consistently bad but be something and and just like right now it's like we're almost gambling on who to put in between the three of them and that's hard it really is it makes indecision and it doesn't give you enough reps with that person and so that's the one thing that i think that we're still battling with
1: Lisa Bluter postgame as Iowa beat Illinois 101-85. Nice bounce back win. We talked so much about Iowa, both the women and men being in uh, kind of a situation where they're walking into a hornet's nest of... You know, teams that are coming off tough losses and you know looking to get back on the right track. Illinois was that on the women's side, and you know they, that was kind of a letdown game for them because their last game was that twenty-point win over Indiana, and there were some social media accounts and fans like, "Oh, we beat Indiana by twenty, and you lost to Indiana, and that means we're gonna win." and And then what happened, as uh, the the old saying goes, but uh, Iowa got the win yesterday going away 101-85. Don't want to ignore the Missouri Valley. A couple impactful games uh, in the Mo Valley. Drake, Drake, Drake. It seems like either time, both Indiana State and Drake have an opportunity to still stay in that conversation for, okay, there could be an at-large team, even if they don't win the conference championship one of the two, whether it's the Bulldogs or the Sycamores, they go out and lose a game that they really needed to have. And it's tough going into a rivalry game nonetheless. But you and I played a heck of a game, 91 77. I didn't get to see much of that game, but a great game from Nate Heisey. Titan Anderson, 18 points, 18 boards for the Panthers in that one. So a huge win for Ben Jacobson's crew. And then on the women's side, Drake edged you and I 79 77. Uh, Drake considered the automatic qualifier on the women's side for the Mo Valley Uh, for a lot of the bracketologists out there. Still probably likely would be in good shape had they lost yesterday, but a big fight for you and I on the women's side yesterday. Uh, Holding on uh, as uh, Drake uh, was able to Uh, pull out the two-point victory at the Knapp Center. That is uh, that. Let's uh, get it over to Isaac for another local update. I'll get you your winning sports word here in just a moment, and we'll talk some baseball after the break.
2: With your local sports update on 1600 ESPN, I'm Isaac Elzinga. The Iowa women's basketball team beat Illinois 101-85 yesterday inside Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Caitlin Clark recorded her 16th career triple-double, finishing with 24 points, 15 rebounds, and 10 assists. Hannah Stolke nearly had a double-double, adding 20 points and 9 rebounds. The Iowa men's basketball team lost to Illinois 95-85 in Champaign. Sophomore Josh Dix led Iowa in scoring with 20 points. The Hawkeyes followed 16-12 overall and 8-9 in Big Ten play. The Iowa baseball team went 0-3 over the weekend with losses to Auburn, Virginia, and Wichita State. It will be back in action tomorrow with the team's second home game of the year against Northern Illinois. The Iowa State men's wrestling team beat number 2 Oklahoma State 22-9 yesterday in Stillwater. The Hawkeyes won 7 of the 10 matchups and secured bonus points at uh, 174 pounds. The Iowa State wrestling team dominated Missouri with a 41-3 win on Sunday. The Cyclones earned 6 bonus point victories in the duel. The Iowa State women's basketball team beat BYU 74-49 on Saturday. Emily Ryan led the Cyclones in scoring with 22 points. Audie Crooks put up 18 points and broke Iowa State's freshman season scoring record. The Iowa State men's basketball team also won over the weekend, beating West Virginia 71-64. Taman Lipsy led the Cyclones in scoring with 14 and Curtis Jones added 12. Tonight on 1600 ESPN, we'll have the Cyclone Coaches Corner Show. That will start at 630. That's your local sports update. I'm Isaac Elzinga for 1600 ESPN.
1: Thanks, Isaac. Uh, That Iowa baseball game tomorrow against Northern Illinois moved up two hours. Now 2 o'clock, first pitch down at Dwayne Banks Field uh, in Iowa City. was initially, I believe, 4.05, but 2 o'clock start time for the Hawkeyes and the Huskies tomorrow afternoon. Good weather tomorrow for it and then, well, kind of a cold day and then back to good weather as we've talked about. Get a forecast update here momentarily. I am two minutes late. I'm, I'm sorry. I went long with my basketball segment. Oh, talking sports. How dare I here on 1600 ESPN, but it is time for a $5,000 man cave giveaway from 1600 ESPN. One local listener out there, someone listening to the sound of my voice or the sound of our radio station here in Eastern Iowa, going to take home $500, uh, just to just for listening to the station, for entering the contest, you're going to take home five hundred bucks that could you you can use however you wish. The five K is part of this national giveaway we've joined up with. We're certainly hoping it's one of you. That's why we're giving you four chances. We've been giving you four chances to enter our winning sports word uh, for the last several weeks here from sixteen hundred ESPN. Go to our website right now, kgymradio.com. Enter the word three. Not just don't type the number three. You have to type type in T H R E E. Enter that, and you will be entered in the $5,000 Man Cave giveaway from 1600 ESPN. We are going to reveal the $500 winner Wednesday morning with Todd here on 1600 ESPN. Do have one more winning word of the day coming up tomorrow morning. Todd will have that for you at 730. I'll have it again for you at 530. We'll have it at 1130 during ESPN National Programming and during the gym class as well at 3.30. So four more opportunities to enter. You can enter as many times as you want, but you have to hear the word before you go to the website and enter it at KGYMRadio.com. Again, the word is 3, T-H-R-E-E. Enter that now for your shot to win. Here from 1600 ESPN.
0: Eastern Iowa weather from 1600 ESPN.
2: I'm Kacen Fergus with a check of your forecast. We'll see mostly clear skies tonight with some mild temperatures as overnight lows will fall back only into the low to mid 40s. Partly sunny skies are expected on Tuesday. It will be warm once again with record breaking temperatures possible. Highs will be into the upper 60s and lower 70s. A strong cold front will start to move in Tuesday evening. That could lead to a few rain showers, maybe even a thunderstorm as we go throughout the evening with some snow chances moving in later that night. And that was a check of your Iowa's
5: News Now weather first forecast.
4: There was a time when you knew the name of the grocer, the banker, and the tailor. Simpler days when a rotary telephone was the most advanced communication device anyone had. That's the world Hertin and Stocker Jewelers opened its doors to back in the 1940s. A bustling downtown with friends stopping in to browse, buy, or just say hello. And no matter how busy a shop might be, you were always warmly greeted and well taken care of. Willa Dickens began working with customers in those distant days and he raised his boys Terry and Tim to understand that it was the way you made people feel that genuinely made a difference. You'll sense it when you step into Hertine and Stocker Jewelers. Even though you'll be surrounded by today's most beautiful jewelry, you'll recognize the lost art of service that has been carefully maintained. Come see what's in those famous windows at Hertine and Stocker Jewelers on the corner of Dubuque and Washington Streets in Iowa City, and be sure to stop in and say hi to Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate, one of them is always there. Choose family.
1: Choose friends. Choose your community.
4: Choose, Choose local. Choose local for everything. Clothes, food, a deserving charity, a new ride, or a place to keep your nest egg. When you buy from, invest in, or donate to businesses here in the corridor, you help keep our community strong and vibrant. Choose, Choose local. local.
2: This
5: message proudly presented by Cedar Rapids Opera, Quickstar serving Eastern Iowa,
4: and 1600 ESPN. Two of Rock's finest Primus, My name is Coheed, and Cambria. Together,
5: together in one night. Saturday, July 27th, McGrath Amphitheater. Special guest,
4: Too Many Zoos. On sale now at creventslive.com. Primus. in Cambria. Live. Presented by Mammoth. Emel's Hideaway is the place to get together. Stop in for a drink and some chow with your buddies. Emel's opens every day at 4. If you're hanging out at home instead, order pickup and delivery at EmilsHideaway.com. emels Hideaway, a great place to meet up with friends. Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again, at work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text PREP to
5: 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now, and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever, to help you get back into shape fast. Absolutely free. Text PREP to 42424. That's PREP to 42424.
4: I'm Todd from the Todd Braul Camp Show. You're hearing Spencer on Sports exclusively on Eastern Iowa's Home for Sports, 1600 ESPN, on FM and Cedar Rapids at 102.3 and in Iowa City at
1: 106.3. Todd Brummel, Camp live and local, 6.30 till 9 every weekday morning here on 1600 ESPN. Be listening all this week uh, to Todd's show to play Luck of the Iowish Trivia a chance to win four tickets to see the Iowa Heartlanders home hockey game against Wheeling on Saturday, March 16th. It's the St. Patrick's Day theme, calling it St. Hat-tricks Day. Of course, you have to do that with hockey, don't you? Want a chance to win listening uh, to Todd's show all this week between 630 and 9 here on 1600 ESPN. Plenty of tickets to go around here from the uh, station, and we'll be giving you those chances to win all week long here on 1600 ESPN. 319-366-1600 is the talk and text line. Let's dive in with a little baseball talk. It's our full count segment.
2: Just a bit outside.
1: Well, 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 certainly was a disappointing weekend for the Iowa baseball team. Starting with a little collegiate talk. We'll get into some of the uh, moves made over the last uh, 24 to 48 hours or so, but uh, in a weekend weekend, where you certainly had your opportunities to stack up against uh, maybe not the top tier teams in college baseball. Of course, last year, Iowa had that shot against LSU and took advantage of the opportunity. You still had a chance against some, some big name teams, especially Virginia, who is ranked uh, going into this weekend. Uh, Auburn out of the sec, the sec is widely considered the best baseball conference, right? One of the best, if not the best baseball conferences, you had leads, in all three and you did not win all three and the bullpen really the concern the good news is it's still early the bad news is boy you would have liked to get at least one of these games in which you had an opportunity to win and iowa just not able to get it done all told 25 total runs surrendered by the iowa bullpen over the three-game stretch including 12 yesterday against wichita state kate obermuller nice game five innings pitched Give up three hits, no runs, struck out six. Bullpen just let him down game after game. The Virginia game, certainly tough. Uh, Virginia, it was a back and forth. So one team would have the lead, give it up next inning. One of those kind of nights. You have those kind of games in baseball, but... Missed opportunities. It's still really early. So, uh, as usual, there are people on social media that are, oh, the season's over. We got it. We had all this hype and the season's over. Only four games or seven games in or whatever it is. And look, yeah, I mean, you're obviously disappointed. You would have liked to, you had opportunities to win all three. Ideally, you would have liked to take two of the three. You would have settled for one. You didn't get any. It's going to sting. It might make a difference come, you know, selection time, but there's still plenty of games to play. It's only February 26th. So you should not be pushing the panic button for Iowa baseball just yet. It's a reality check. I think that's the way you can look at it, right?
2: Yeah, and Iowa beat LSU last year. Right. And LSU obviously went on to be just fine the rest right. of the year mm-hmm. um, earlier, early into the season. So plenty of time. And, you know, Big Ten schedule hasn't even started. You have plenty of games. Um and I uh, I also feels like last year the team kind of I want to say they started out slow cuz I think they started out really hot it they was did. one, of, the, one yep. of their best starts but um you kind of they kind of I don't know I think they rounded in the form later in the year mm-hmm. especially once the Big 10 Um, tournament stuff started there you saw some hitting really sharpen up and some of the bullpen issues weren't as big of issues during that time
1: you need your bullpen to be strong especially if your starters uh, you know Brody Brecht is Brody Brecht he went six innings uh, struck out 11 against Auburn again the bullpen let him down in the end Jack Whitlock taking the loss on Friday but Marcus Morgan only went three innings but that's you know kind of the tale of the tape when you're giving up four runs walking five only four strikeouts you know, you're going to go to your bullpen early and that was kind of the same issue that propped up in that regional loss to Indiana state. If they hadn't gone extras the game before against North Carolina, you know, they they stayed to their pitching schedule. You know, maybe that turns out differently, but uh, I think it's, you hope it's better to get it out of the way now to get games like this out of the way now and use it as a learning experience. Obviously you want to win games like that, especially against a ranked Virginia team uh, to add that to your resume. But Plenty of opportunities still to come. And they've, they have a series against Ole Miss. Now, Ole Miss hasn't been the same team since since they won the World Series. Lost a lot. They won the College World Series a couple years ago. But Ole Miss in Oxford, that's a heck of an environment. Would be a, a great series to get. they got to play a game at Georgia yet. Still time. And Iowa baseball, I think, will ultimately uh, be okay. Plenty of moves in Major League Baseball uh, this weekend. The big one uh, is Cody Bellinger. Uh, agreeing to terms uh, reportedly on a contract that will pay the former NL MVP 80 million bucks over three years. Uh, Bellinger ending up getting an $80 million uh, deal. Uh, he can re-enter free agency after 2024. So after this year and 2025 as his contract uh, has opt out options after years one and two, Uh, Cubs fans I'm sure you're elated about Cody Bellinger coming back but if you want to weigh in on the text line 319-366-1600 0835 weighed in earlier in the show uh, said uh, Bellinger to the Cubs seemed to always be happening but the price the Cubs paid I was very happy with especially when his price tag was over 200 million you got a deal you, you like that if you're the Cubs I think you like that if you're Bellinger I was reading and listening to some analysis of the of the deal over the weekend and a lot of people saying it's a it's a win-win and uh you know I think if you're the Cubs you you this is Spencer states the obvious here on 1600 ESPN you like having Cody Bellinger back as opposed to not having Cody Bellinger back and uh you know if he has a good year he can reenter free agency with the opt out and I think it's mutually beneficial because then if you're the Cubs it gives maybe one of your guys, uh, your younger guys, a new development, you know, an extra year of development under a guy who's been there and done that. So, uh, if I'm the Cubs and I'm Cody Bellinger, I certainly don't hate uh, the the uh, the move made over the weekend. Although Scott Boris probably not too happy because the price tag was projected to be up there, and it was eighty million dollars over three years. So pretty low uh, compared to what Boris uh, wanted for. Uh, his client, but that was certainly, I think, a win uh, for both sides there. Uh, interesting trade today. Uh, running short on time, so don't have too much time to go any further when it comes to uh, baseball chat here. But uh, Minnesota Twins making a trade today with the Dodgers. Twins getting Manny Margot. Uh, he was part of the deal of the Tyler Glassnow trade earlier uh, this off season. Uh, Manny Margot uh, from Tampa to LA. Now to Minnesota. Uh, he is headed to the Twins along with Rain Duncan, a shortstop prospect. In return, familiar name if you're a Cedar Rapids Colonels uh, backer, Noah Miller, who played the entire season last year in Cedar Rapids, helped them win the championship last year. He is headed to the Dodgers, according to multiple uh, media outlets. Uh, also, Kike Hernandez coming back to the Dodgers. Uh, part of this, this not, not part of the trade, but... Because of the trade, Kiki Hernandez back in L.A., according to Jeff Passan from ESPN. Also, uh, some depth uh, being made, uh, depth signing being made, it sounds like, for St. Louis. Brandon Crawford, former San Francisco Giant, uh, being signed by the St. Louis Cardinals uh, to largely, it sounds like, provide depth at the shortstop position. Cardinals uh, reading up on their offseason so far. They want to give Mason Win. One of their top prospects, every shot to play the shortstop position, be their everyday guy. He played there 37 games last year. Uh, Paul DeYoung was the guy there, but now he's out of town. 81 games played there last year. Uh, Mason Wynn sounds like they're expecting him to be the guy, but obviously you need players behind him. And uh, you know what? Even though Brandon Crawford is not the Brandon Crawford of old, I think it's good to have a veteran, veteran depth. That is for sure. Uh, for St. Louis and one other note back to the Dodgers. uh, This, uh, if you're paying attention to spring training ball, looks like Shohei Otani, his debut spring training debut is on the horizon. Uh, He is scheduled to play in tomorrow's game against the Chicago White Sox. That sound you hear is Scott Unash groaning in the sports office because Shohei Otani likely to play uh, against the, uh, the White Sox tomorrow Uh, Dodgers announcing that on Sunday. Uh, the the debut is official because they put out a picture of him with the link. This is how you buy tickets to come see us play. So if they're they're linking they're linking to how to buy tickets, it's pretty much official. Uh, he's not going to pitch obviously following the elbow surgery, but he is going to DH. Uh, so Shohei will be on the on the or in the batter's box. It sounds like tomorrow uh, with. Uh, the uh, Dodgers against the Chicago White Sox. So there you go. A couple baseball news and notes uh, for you here on our full count on 1600 ESPN. Another edition tomorrow. I think tomorrow, if we get some time, we will get into managers on the hot seat. Sounds like an interesting topic. Who do you think a manager on the hot seat is? We'll talk about that tomorrow on our full count segment here on 1600 ESPN. Got the sports menu next. Stay tuned.
5: Can you feel it? It's wedding band season. Hey, we are Joseph and Clayton Hoyt, and we're stoked to let you know about our 12th annual wedding band show and sale. The sale is two days only, March 2nd and 3rd, so put it on your calendar and set a reminder. It's the biggest wedding band show in the Cedar Rapids area. Newly engaged? Perfect timing. Married for a while? It's a great time to update those rings. We'll be showcasing our top designers, including Crown Ring, Carlex, and Blue Royale. Save 15% off precious metal rings, 10% off alternative rings. Enter to win a honeymoon and enter to win $500 off your purchase. You will also receive a free alternative metal sports band by Torque with your precious metal purchase. Check out our website or call us to schedule your time. We'll also have excellent financing options. Don't miss the biggest wedding band show in the Cedar Rapids area. Only at CP Hoyt Jewelers in Cedar Rapids, corner of Collins and First Ave, where Cedar Rapids gets engaged and their wedding bands. Call to set up your appointment today. Hey, remember when we were having conversations without words like inflation, recession? (sighs) Yeah, I miss those days too. So at Quickstar, we're feeling a bit nostalgic. So we've lowered the prices on all our take-home meals. Every day, not on Second Tuesdays or every Good Friday. Every day, make your next meal a trip down savings lane with chicken, bacon, mac, and cheese, just $4.99. Or spaghetti and meatballs, $5.99. Quickstar, we got mealtime savings nostalgia covered. ESPN Bet
1: is now live in Iowa as the official sportsbook of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get 100 bucks in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Terms and conditions apply. See app
4: for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. If you're like most people, you've had your fair share of financial questions. Questions like, can I afford my son's travel hockey team? What if my daughter doesn't get that soccer scholarship? Will I be able to enjoy golf in retirement? At Empower, we know these questions can be stressful. We're here to help answer your what ifs and empower what's next. Join 18 million Americans and take control of your financial future. Start today at Empower.com.
0: Spencer on Sports on 1600
1: ESPN. 5:50 coming up on 5:51. Spencer on Sports winding down from the Eakin Nutrition Studios. Send you off to your Monday evening ESPN Radio and the Cyclones Coaches Show coming up here in just a bit. Before we get to any of that, we got to do this. What are you
4: eating? Instant mashed potatoes for frozen TV dinners.
2: And I want to know why it didn't have mayonnaise.
4: Okay on the menu today we have
1: light night on the college hoops slates but some nba and nhl action to get to on your monday evening let's dive into what you can expect uh, with the sports menu tonight here from 1600 espn just two top 25 men's games tonight you've got number nine north carolina hosting miami uh, from the dean smith center in chapel hill that game starts at top of the hour Part of ESPN's Big Monday, not our Big Monday, their Big Monday uh, on ESPN-TV. Uh, North Carolina, 14.5-point favorite over the Hurricanes uh, in that one. Also have Baylor, number 15 Baylor at TCU tonight. Horned Frogs, a 2.5-point favorite uh, there. There is one other Big 12 game in action tonight that uh, leads off on ESPN2. West Virginia, they were at Ames on Saturday. They head down to Manhattan tonight tonight to face the kansas state wildcats k-state a nine and a half point favorite there one women's top 25 game tonight should be a pretty good one ucla uh headed of course to the big 10 but wrapping up their pac 12 uh, season ucla number eight in the country hosting number 13 colorado uh, from Pauley pavilion in la that's at eight on espn2 nba action for tonight: a light slate of games but You've got uh, plenty of action to enjoy. A couple national TV games, the Pacers and the Raptors, the Pascal Siakam challenge bowl extravaganza. I don't know what you can call it there, but uh, Indiana hosting Toronto Pacers, a six-point favorite there. That game on NBA TV coming up at six. The other national TV game tonight is the Sacramento Kings, which I'm sure we'll have uh, some eyes on uh, here in Eastern Iowa. Kings and the Miami Heat tonight. 9 o'clock on NBA TV. Kings are a 7.5-point favorite there. The Knicks and the Pistons. The Knicks have won 13 in a row over the Pistons. The Knicks are an 11-point favorite there. And you've got Brooklyn at Memphis tonight. The Nets, a 1.5-point favorite in Memphis. Uh, action from yesterday. The Bulls got a win over New Orleans, 114-106. Bucks a winner over Philadelphia, 119-98. Charlotte beat Portland last night 93-80. Chris Murray did uh, get a starting uh, spot last night. Chris Murray, 6 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists. And the Kings beat the Clippers. Clippers have been playing really good this year. Kings beat them 123-107, 33-7. 33.7 assists for De'Aaron Fox. Keegan Murray with 11 points and 8 boards in the win for the Kings Last night and on the ice, I did not look at Justin's picks on the text line, but uh, hockey tonight, you've got four games to choose from Ottawa at Washington, Dallas and the New York Islanders, Edmonton and Los Angeles and Seattle taking on Boston tonight. Justin, our hockey picks extraordinaire says senators versus capitals under six and a half and a two leg parlay stars and Edmonton. On the money line, there you go. Uh, Justin says he was one and one on Friday. If you were tracking his picks, I know some of you are. Some of you are like, "Why is Justin making picks? And why? Why even are you reading them?" It's it's my show. I know Justin. Justin's taking the time to send in his hockey picks. He's trying to help out the audience that likes to put a little money down, and I am facilitating that.
2: More than anything, for the it, good of the people. More than anything, it starts a hockey conversation yes. and i think that's uh justin's ultimate goal is he, yes. want, he wants more ho- yes. i know he wants more yeah hockey. i know justin
1: does i i will say i didn't i i watched a little hockey this weekend i was watching basketball i uh, will watch more hockey when the playoffs come around uh the ultimate in uh, is it villa villainy patrick kane yesterday coming back to chicago and getting the game winner in overtime on chris chelios's retirement day uh yeah you don't like that if you're a Blackhawks fan but at the same time you're like yeah it's Patrick Kane that's what he does we saw that happen so many times when he was on our our team wearing our sweater so I would be like I would be indifferent about it like well what do I do it's Patrick Kane like it was
2: great I mean, player you had to see it coming right like it was yeah, just exactly. it was just it was just that, written yeah. where you're like I know how this is gonna end or I know what's gonna happen in the game I just have to accept it beforehand yep
1: that's that's exactly how I thought about that. I I'm like, yep, that. I totally. If I was more into hockey, I would have been like, this script is too perfect, right? Like the Like in basketball, where somebody comes back and hits a winning shot against your former team, whether it's in college, somebody who transferred out and it's their first game back, or whatever. But didn't or,
2: like uh, like uh, Julius Peppers have like a pick six against the Bears in this yes. first first yeah. game for Green Bay, yeah. something yeah. like that. something like that. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's that's just kind of the. You expect that to happen, and it happens more than maybe we pay attention to. But Patrick Kane, a big story from yesterday. That'll wrap up the program today. Thanks for hanging out, as always. Uh, Big show tomorrow, of course. We'll get you set for uh, Iowa men in Penn State. We'll look around the Big Ten, Big 12. I'm sure we'll have plenty more bracketology talk. uh, And we'll keep you uh, posted on, of course, uh, latest from the state tournaments in high school as well. Uh, throughout the show and throughout local programming. In fact, tomorrow here on 1600 ESPN. Local programming does uh, resume tomorrow morning with Todd Brommelkamp. Join him from 630 till 9. Local sports talk in your morning drive every weekday morning. And the gym class tomorrow. Mark Ironside a day early tomorrow. Uh, so listen in with Scott, Mark, and Mark, and Isaac from 3 to 4 here on 1600 ESPN. That'll proceed this program from 4 till 6. So hope you listen in to... Uh, Local programming here tomorrow, and all of our programming, whether it's national or local, on the airwaves in eastern Iowa. Have a great Monday night. We will talk to you again tomorrow here on 1600 ESPN. ESPN Radio, Cyclone Coaches Corner Show, all on the way next here on Eastern Iowa's Home for Sports.